0: If you have a project going at home, I know the perfect complement. It's a product, a series of products I use all the time around the house. Steel products, steel power tools, S-T-I-H-L. They have over nine thousand dealers around the country it's a company built on real power tools built for real people and dealers who deliver real service steel again s-t-i-h-l it's the official handheld outdoor power equipment of the colorado rockies go to your local steel dealer to find gas electric and battery power tools to get the job done whether it's a blower a trimmer So many chainsaws or that little handsaw I told you about that I just got a few weeks ago that you can bring camping with you. It's wonderful stuff, easy to use, it lasts forever, and they make the best products out there. Go see them, STIHL Steel Dealers, over 9,000 dealers around the country. This week on the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Browman, Chuck Nasty's unbelievable start. In his last 23 at bats, he has 17 hits. You can't do that, Julian T-Ball. <laughs> Rockies pitching coach Steve Foster talks about the psychology of pitching
1: at altitude.
2: Our mantra, as you know, is that altitude does matter, but our attitude matters more. And you can overcome it and the other guys got to deal with it too. And what does a pitching coach say on a visit to the mound? You're throwing great, man. They they dropped a couple in here. Keep working. Keep staying the game. Tony, what do you got here in starting this guy? Hey, let's start him with the slider. That sounds great. John, locate this pitch down in a way. Get ahead, get your
0: ground ball, and stay
3: in this game. Also we also want to talk about Nolan. This
0: is the Drew Goodman road. podcast with Julie Brownman. The that is
3: right. It is the Drew Goodman podcast with Julie Brownman. Uh, Drew, back at my place after the game tonight. And I want to know what you think about my wardrobe choice tonight.
0: I've always felt like you look beautiful naked. So. Um... <laughs> what? Oh, no, I, you're not naked.
3: I'm not. I actually have a new T-shirt that I ordered. All right. And you can read it.
0: I can. It's.
3: You can read it. What does it say?
0: This is really catchy. It says, second dick shot. <laughs> I told you, I didn't say that, Julie, but you've now gone out and produced some sort of t-shirt in purple, and you're really proud of it.
3: Um, I did not produce it. This is a national company. Somebody sent me the link. You made it nationally. You have a national t-shirt that says, second dick shot. I know you meant to say second deck shot, but it sounded like. Well, second it sounded deck <laughs>
0: like, yeah. And that's a really nice t shirt you got there.
3: Yeah. I've, I. You know what? I, I'm supportive of my partner. So I, I saw it and I was like, I need to support Drew.
0: And it's got two baseball bats in it also
3: i know it's yeah. clever so anyway
0: you were so excited when you came and opened the door i totally excited i was yeah. like look yeah. look what i'm you're, wearing yeah you're like sticking your chest out that's yeah. great all right um, well i'm supportive
3: yeah. okay so we should move on you don't really want to talk about it to you
0: um you know it's a great looking t-shirt <laughs> do you have one for me
3: well, it's it's honestly it's se- it's kind of selling out. I'm not kidding. Like I just barely got this T-shirt, so mm-hmm. I'll order one for you. Um, all right, you just you read. Um, we heard about Steel at the top of the show. Let's do the Steel Power Drive for this podcast. It is so easy to determine what that is. You think? And it's Charlie Blackmon. <laughs> I mean, me? come on, he's got a 15 game hitting streak right now.
0: We're taping on a Tuesday night, late mm-hmm. at night at your house. The Rockies had a holy shit moment almost they scored six yeah, they in the bottom of the eighth to break open a game because it was tied two to two Kyle Freeland again pitch a beautiful game we'll talk more about Kyle later on and you think okay what a night Cruise through the ninth inning everybody gets to you know elbow bump and the Rockies improve to 12 and five all of a sudden Arizona puts five on the board they have the go-ahead run at the plate Daniel Bard had to get the save fortunately he did But getting back to your steel power drive of the night, of the week, of the first few weeks of baseball, Charlie Blackman, 17 games in, is hitting five hundred. He's 34 for 68. He's tied for the major league lead in RBIs. He leads in every category. Julie, I've been fortunate to be around this game for a long time. And we talk about, man, this guy's hot. We've seen Nolan Arenado hot. In the past, we've seen Cargo hot. Todd Helton, Larry Walker. Mm Mm-hmm. I've never seen guys get hot like Charlie. He had a 15-hit four-game series last year against the Padres. As of tonight, when we tape, in his last 23 at-bats, he has 17 hits. You can't do that, Julian (laughs) T-ball. That's stupid.
3: You know what is so amazing about it. and you hear when we we're talking before we taped tonight you're like I've, I've never seen anything like it and you hear trevor story i think he was the was the postgame guest tonight and he said the same thing he's like i i've never seen anything like it think about and we just had him on the show you interviewed him let's change for charlie and he's a very routine kind of guy this season there's been nothing about routine right so he's doing this all of this on the fly which makes it even more amazing
0: yeah i mean his routine i mean he told us last week on the podcast and if you missed it, you can go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. He told us, you know, his routine has been altered. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's very mature about it. But you know, Charlie's like like all great athletes. I think all people who are successful they they fall in line with how they want their day to go, and they're very rigid because they've been successful doing it. Well, it's been altered, and he has adjusted. My gosh, he's adjusted. Again, I, I keep saying this, Julie. I've run out of superlatives. Every night he gets three or four hits. It's a joke. It's these are the best pitchers in the world. Guys don't hit like they used to. I mean, you know Tony Gwynn, the the late Tony Gwynn, who you know you knew and mm-hmm. and I got to know. He you know he flirted with four hundred many years ago. You know Rod Carew, George Brett. Guys don't hit for that kind of average anymore. It's become a power game. This dude's hitting 500, Julie, 500, not 400. He's hitting 500.
3: You know, when streaks start getting to this point, it seems like a lot of guys, because that's all they're asked about and that's all people are talking about. It gets to be more pressure, I think, than some guys want to deal with he's kind of the perfect guy to kind of go, well, yeah, I'm hitting 500 and I'm 15 game. You know, he is the kind of the perfect guy to, to ride a streak like this because I don't think that that gets to him.
0: Because he's so focused. He mm-hmm. really is. I've described this before that there's two kind of Charlies. We talked about this last night. The guy who arrives at the ballpark and, you know, it's all business. And then, you know, fun Charlie. You know, he's probably a great guy to go fly fishing with. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do his radio show and, you know, we'd sit at different – you know, drinking establishments, restaurants downtown. He's a blast, man. Mm -hmm. He's very approachable. He's a regular guy. He's witty. Um, But when he locks in, man, he locks in. And he can say what he did on our podcast last week, and you don't go, oh, you know, he's full of himself. He said, I feel like I'm a really good baseball player, so I don't want to act surprised when I do good things. Right. And he said it in his inimitable style. He is a great talent, and when that old line of talent meets hard work, you get, on rare occasions, results like Charlie produces.
3: Is he doing anything different this year? I mean, nope. is there anything, anything? Okay. Nope. If you think
0: back, this isn't some dude who you like. Who the who's that dude in Colorado? He's a four-time All Star, right? I mean, he's he's got great numbers he's a a lifetime 307 hitter yeah so this didn't come out of proverbial left field right he just keeps doing it and he's 34 now we're you know we make 34 so ancient in professional Mm -hmm. sports i guess unless you're tom brady but he's better than ever
3: there are some odds going around that uh rockies were about 100 to 1 to win the world series i think they're like 35 Uh, to 1
0: julie they were 250 to 1
3: 250
0: right and now they're I saw 40 to one. What did you see? You saw 35. You saw 35 to one. Yeah. Yeah. How about that?
3: So, just so you know, coming up a little bit later in the show, we are going to talk to Nick Epstein from Monarch Casino Resort Spa. He's a sports book manager, and you can ask him just that about odds for the Rockies. And they have a great app up there, and I know you're going to talk about that, but I'm looking forward to that, to seeing how the Rockies. Are rising.
0: They're skyrocketing.
3: They are skyrocketing. Yeah. And you also caught up with Steve Foster, the Colorado Rockies pitching coach. So lots, we'll talk to, about so, lots
0: to talk about A- there. Ton to talk
3: about. We also want to talk about Nolan Arenado. Who? Some guy named Nolan Arenado.
0: The dude who plays third base? That dude. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Nolan was 0 for 14, which Nolan's never 0 for 14. He's not striking out, he just he's just missing some pitches. And Buddy gave him a kind of a mental health day on Sunday, which in a perfect world he would never take him out of the lineup in a 60 game sprint. Obviously he gets an occasional day off when you're playing 162. He comes out Monday night, goes 4 for 4 with a sack fly, perfect mental health day. He said all he did was hit a, you know, off the tee on the on the day off Sunday in Seattle. Tuesday, he had to go ahead two run home run and continues to swing the bat well. So Nolan's being Nolan right now, but they had to, you know, let him take a day away, which you know is really hard for him.
3: What do you think that how do you think that conversation went? Especially in a sixty game season. Nolan? Yeah, and Buddy. I
0: uh, I'm being Buddy right now. Okay. You want to be Nolan sure. or you wanna be Buddy? You I want to be, be
3: Nolan. He makes more money.
0: Okay. You're Nolan. Partner? Yeah, I love you to death. You're one of the best players in baseball. Oh, thanks. You bet. You're grinding. Mm-hmm. You're close. I'm gonna give you today off. All right. Mm. I I know you don't want to. I know you hate this. Listen, this will be for the better. Don't go take six thousand swings in the cage. Just take a deep breath. We're gonna be okay. We've re- we've already won. You know, eleven of our first fourteen ball games. Guys will pick you up today. You're going to be fine. Just chill. No. it work out. I don't like it. I know you don't like it, but trust me, right? We've done this before, and look what you've done on the other side. All right? So just root on your teammates. Be a great teammate today, as you always are. You're going to be fine. Obviously, you're going to be back in the lineup in the cleanup spot as soon as we get home tomorrow when we take on the Diamondbacks.
3: Is that how you think it went? I think it was probably... Yeah. I was probably more mad if I was going to be Nolan.
0: No, I think Nolan got it. Yeah. I really do. I think he okay. got it, and and... You know what happens? So he's he's torn the cover off the ball since he had the 24 hours off. So the next time buddy goes to him That's a great point. Right? Mm-hmm. And he says, "Hey, listen. We're going to take we're going to take a mental health day. We all need it, right? You're not a machine. It's okay, dude." He he handles it better now than I think he would have 3 or 4 years ago. He's more mature. He understands.
3: I wonder how difficult of a decision that was. I mean, it looks good now, but and I know you've talked to Buddy about this, that he has to manage a little bit different this year. Um, just that thought process of, well, should I or shouldn't I? Usually he probably wouldn't wouldn't think about it, but but he has to think about those things too.
0: Julie, Buddy has you and I have known him for a long time. He has such a great feel and understanding and respect for what a major league season is. 162 games. I know we always refer to it as a marathon. It is. And guys that are your guys, guys that you're going to utilize most every day. You can let them work their way through a prolonged slump. I don't care how talented you are. Look at Nolan. He went 0 for 14. He's one of the best players in the game. They're all going to have those slumps. Now, if you're kind of a guy still trying to establish yourself and a lot is expected of you, in this 60-game season, you don't have the luxury to ride out something that you may a slump that you may have in a longer season so already David Dahl got pinch hit for it tonight by Matt Kemp
3: yeah so let's talk about we know Nolan's gonna be Nolan right and that's not a concern no. Charlie Blackman is not a concern but we're 25 percent through the season Drew so tell me from what you've seen you've done every game some of the concerns that you would have
0: I think my two concerns right now, and there's so many positives, right? The the starting pitching's been unbelievable. We've talked about Charlie. Nolan's going to roll. We know that. And by and large, the pen has been good. The bottom half of the lineup, they're relying on, on guys that are still young in the game trying to establish themselves. Even Ryan McMahon, who had 24 home runs last year, is off to a slow start. Strikeout's way up. Rymel Tapia, Sam Hilliard, that bottom half of the lineup and whoever's doing the catching, They have to contribute more offensively, so that is a concern right now. The beautiful thing is the Rockies have this wonderful record, and they haven't, by and large, gotten a lot of production six through nine in the lineup. The other concern is the Rockies have handled the ninth inning. You know, Wade Davis was going to be the guy. Who knows if and when he'll be back? He's and if he's be honest, if he's the same guy, so. Scott Oberg, we know is not an option, unfortunately, because of the blood clots. Jairo Diaz has gotten saves, but he's dealt with a lot of traffic, including tonight, and they had to bring in Daniel Bard. So you have concerns a little bit about the ninth inning and how that plays out going forward.
3: Oh, I think that's a big concern, right? Well, I the mean the ninth you-
0: inning always is. The two the three toughest outs to get as you well know twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh.
3: Right. And there's times you can do it by committee. But you're really doing it by committee right now. I mean, you're really kind of piecemealing it right now because nobody has emerged, right? Estevez was maybe an option. Yeah, I mean, and
0: I think you may see him in the ninth inning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, Hyro has gotten out of stuff, but there's been too much traffic. And tonight they had to go get him. Daniel Bard, first save since 2011. Tyler Kinley's done some good things. Uh, Other than one hiccup, Yency Almonte has been outstanding. So their options... But there's not a great deal of ninth inning experience and that has always been a different animal. So, you know, a couple of a, a couple of concerns there when you evaluate where the Rockies are as we tape this seventeen games in.
3: I think the Dodgers and Rockies play on August twenty first. It's coming up shortly, right? So um I think that's going to be fascinating to see how this season squad is shaping up against a Dodgers team that is perennially winning the NL West. Where are the Rockies now? We're going to find out in like a week.
0: Those are going to be intense games, as crazy as it seems, even devoid of fans. No one will be in the seats. We know that. Mm -hmm. But the intensity will be palpable, and it's going to jump through your TV screen. 'Cause the Dodgers kicked the Rockies ass last year. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers have won seven straight divisions. The Rockies wanna win badly. They want to finish on top. And oh, by the way, they can't stand the Dodgers.
3: Right. And this is a perfect opportunity to
0: do it. They're gonna I'm telling you, those games are gonna be must watch television.
3: Is it getting easier for you, by the way? For I know it's been a challenge. When
0: um, when the Rockies are at home and uh-huh. we're in our normal perch, at Coors Field, we're just, you get used to, the, well, there's no fans, and, and you can see everything, and you're calling a ball game, and it is more normal. It's still different. I'm not going to get into the technical side from a television standpoint. When they're on the road, there are challenges because you're calling it off a TV screen. You can't see runners moving, all of the stuff we talked about. But listen, right. I'm so happy, and I know you are also. We're watching live sports. The Rockies are off to an unbelievable start. It's all good.
3: Oh it's all good. You know it's all good. Of course, you know Boyer's Coffee is one of our big sponsors of our podcast. We do have, I know I said this last week, there's a big surprise coming up in the next couple of weeks, so you want to stay tuned regarding Boyer's Coffee. Of course, you know they're Colorado company, been roasting coffee in the Rocky Mountains since 1965. Those beans slow roasted at altitude. You can find it Safeway, King Soopers, Walmart, Sam's Club, City Market right now at BoyersCoffee.com through Thursday at midnight. There's buy one bag, get one bag at 50% off. Just use the promo code B150. Some of their top-selling coffees, Rocky Mountain Thunder Coffee, Hazelnut, Denver Blend, French vanilla, butterscotch toffee, southern pecan, aspen gold. Basically, what I'm saying is there's a coffee for every single taste. Just go to boyerscoffee.com or stop by your local grocery store.
0: Hey, we're really excited about this Monarch Casino Resort Spots, a beautiful, beautiful location. And right now we're joined by Nick Epstein, who's the sportsbook manager up there because they have a new app we're going to tell you about. But first of all, Nick, how you doing, man? Good morning, Drew. How are you? Uh, I'm hanging in there, getting ready to go down to the ballpark again. Rockies are playing well. We're going to get to the Rockies in a moment. But what's this Bet Monarch app? Tell me more about it.
1: It is our sports betting app here at Monarch Casino Resort and Spa. It is easily downloadable on the Apple App Store for any Apple devices. And for Android devices, you can go to our website,
0: monarchblackhawk.com. And what will you find when you download it specifically?
1: You will find every sport available to bet on. We have straight bets, parlays, futures, prop bets, and definitely one of our most popular bets, the Rockies' first five.
0: What does that mean, first five?
1: Essentially, it is a five-inning baseball game. And with the potency of the Rockies' lineup and them swinging the bats right away, it has been a red-hot bet here at Monarch.
0: Okay, well, you know, there's some big series coming up. Uh, You know, the Dodgers and the Rockies are going to play 10 times in in the not-too-distant future. The Rockies are going to play everybody's villain now, the Astros. Um, The Betmonarch lines are user-friendly, I assume, and how far in advance uh, can you utilize them? We have the best baseball lines in the state. For instance,
1: this afternoon's game, we have the Rockies at minus 107, which means if you risk $107, you win $100. And some of our competitors are around minus 120 right now. So that is proof in the pudding that we have the best lines in the state
0: with baseball. Forgive me, because I'm not a gambling expert. Uh, what, what's a, a straight bet and how does that work? Is that what you just described? Yes, a straight
1: bet is just one team to win or lose. And for the Rockies, it's minus 107 this afternoon against the Diamondbacks.
0: And I know I know. sometimes there's fees involved with certain betting sites. Uh, is that the case here or no?
1: No, BetMonarch does not have any fees. Through a deposit or withdraw, we take care of all the fees. There's no transaction fees. And you can just start betting right away once you download and register.
0: Obviously, I'm... I'm- Uh, heavily involved in in watching the Rockies play every day. They're off to a fabulous start. What were the World Series odds before this 60-game season started, and and what are they now?
1: It's pretty incredible. We're only two weeks into the season, and the Rockies' preseason odds were around 125-1, to which means if you risk a dollar, which is our minimum bet on BetMonarch, you'd win $125 when the Rockies hoist the trophy. And now with their red-hot start, they're down to 40-1. to
0: And hopefully going lower. So uh, you want to get those bets in as uh, as soon as you can. Can you find that on the app as well? Yes, yes. At the moment, we're recalculating the World Series odds. Obviously, the teams have been
1: moving and going back and forth. And uh, right now, the Rockies are on top of the NL West with,
0: uh, with a big push in sight. There's also a bonus, I understand, because I've been doing some reading on this. All bets, you get comps uh, at the Monarch Casino Resort and Spa Blackhawk.
1: Definitely. With every bet on the Bet Monarch app, you get comps to our beautiful property up, up here in Blackhawk.
0: This is uh, tremendous. So, again, download the app. Tell people one more time where they can find it. Absolutely. For
1: Apple devices, you can go to the App Store in your phone or iPad. And for Android devices, you can go to our website, monarchblackhawk.com, where you can also see updates on our property and an email address if you need any help.
0: And now, Nick, a perfect time to do it because fortunately, uh, we have a lot of live sporting events going with the NBA in full swing, the NHL in, in full swing. Uh, so there's a whole plethora of things that you can get involved with uh, on that uh, on that Bet Monarch app.
1: Absolutely, all of our Denver teams are doing well, and uh, I can feel the excitement in the state as we go along.
0: Well, Nick, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Again, it's the Bet Monarch app download it you'll be glad you did no fees and uh, the best odds you're going to find anywhere nick take care man have a good day thank you drew we'll see you soon hey nick thanks very much look forward to hearing more from you down the road from monarch casino resort spa hey my friends at ideal home loans they have been busy as heck the reason is interest rates are so low and everybody's going down there to get hooked up i've done it I'm going to refinance right now. Give Ideal Home Loans a call and Brent Ivinson's team at 303-867-7000, 303-867-7000. They have an A-plus rating, I always stress this, with the Better Business Bureau because they take care of customers. They have so many repeat customers now, 20 years almost in the business. They are terrific. They are going to make you Feel good in the process. It's a big process, right? They're going to make it really easy for you. They're going to save you lots of money. So if you're consolidating debt, if you are refinancing, or if you're buying a new home, you got to give them a call. 303-867-7000, Ideal Home Loans. We're going to get to our Ideal Home Loans interview of the week with one of the happier guys in these parts, you would think, veteran pitching coach Steve Foster. The story of this team and the story of any team, Rockies most importantly, when they have success and they're a postseason team, as they were in 17 and 18, and they're headed in that direction in 20, is always about pitching. And for me, it begins with the starting rotation. And you have two guys who are pitching like aces right now, Julie, and Herman Marcus, who his record's only two and two. That's that's a sad thing. Four games they've lost, and or five games they've lost, and twice he's been on the mound. And he pitched really well in those losses. And the other guy, and it's turning into a beautiful story. The hometown kid, Kyle and he's throwing the ball maybe even better than he did in twenty eighteen.
3: Yeah, it is turning into a great story. And one of the reasons why I wish there were, for many reasons, there were fans at Coors Field because we all know the struggles of last year. I mean, when we're all the first that year that that incredible year that he had. I mean, he. Electrified course field. So I think people are so cognizant of what he's doing this year because we're rooting for him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great to see. I know you say a lot on the broadcast that that year, that special year wasn't a fluke, but you, Drew, you just, you really never know, right? You really never know. And so to see him starting off with another special season is fantastic. And you do talk, we're going to hear from Steve Foster. Um, in just a second about obviously working with him and and what they worked on before, but what are the changes that you're seeing from Kyle Freeland?
0: He needed a bigger variance in his pitches. I mean, his fastball is 92 to 94. And I mean, his slider was in the upper eighties. His changeup was pretty much in the upper eighties. His curveball he really wouldn't utilize as much changeup. He didn't utilize a ton. So he became what I refer to as a hard, hard guy. When you're at the plate, Everything's coming in within five miles an hour of of each other. So what he did was he started to throw his curveball more. He's thrown his changeup a lot more, and he's backed off it a little bit. So instead of it being a a variance of, say, 86, 87 to 93, 94, now it's 79 with the curveball, 85 with the changeup, slider 87, 88, fastball up to 94. That's a lot more for a hitter to cover I mean, so many mishit ground balls tonight in the ball game, and that's been a consistent theme in his first four starts.
3: Where's your concern level, I guess, for John Gray?
0: I don't think John pitched as poorly as the numbers would indicate in his game on Monday night. I mean, Arizona was out on their front foot on a few pitches that were, you know, really well located. We always say, I think it's a cliche. Oh, anything that that ends up as a hit was a mistake. There were a number of hits off of quality pitches by John. And his first three starts, I thought, were really sound. I'm not worried about John Gray. You know, he hasn't had the extra giddy up on his fastball, but he's had really good command. Um, I, I look at, at Monday, not even as an aberration, I just look at it as, you know what, a lot of hits fell, and it truly wasn't as bad as the final numbers would indicate. And more importantly than my opinion, The same thing was articulated by Buddy after looking at it, by Steve Foster after looking at it.
3: Speaking of Steve Foster, he is our ideal home loans interview of the week. The Rockies pitching coach joined Drew.
0: Steve, I know people
3: nationally
0: in baseball are going to say, wow, the Rockies are pitching over their head. Nobody expected this. But I would think your perspective on this is quite different than maybe some folks uh, who are back east and not as familiar with uh, some of the arms you have. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, I think that's accurate. I mean, the arms that we have are certainly, uh, worthy of national attention. I think, you know, they're big league pitchers. They've got, you know, three, four, five years in under their belt and the expectations have gone up. And, you know, to this point in time early in this season, in the 60 game season, these guys have, have really done well, uh, getting ahead and, and, uh, putting guys away. We had a hiccup last night, but, uh, overall we've done quite well.
0: Yeah. And I think there was so much focus I want to talk about Kyle Freeland specifically. I mean, I got this question a ton in the off season, which means you got it even more than, than I did that, you know, last year I looked at it as somewhat of an aberration because you guys were really good in 17 and 18 and you can't do what Kyle did in 18 by accident. So you felt like there was a good chance with his work ethic and his talent level that he could bounce back. Maybe he never has a two eight again, but he certainly was a better pitcher than he showed last year. And, and at least so far, the early returns, uh, he's been outstanding. You know, I, I think that that is uh, a very wise statement, Drew.
2: And I think because of the fact that, you know, he is uh, the the athlete that he is. And he has a great work ethic and the character to go along with the stuff. And his stuff is, has uh, changed some. Like all pitchers, they have to work at adding and subtracting, and and uh, Kyle did that this offseason. And, you know, working with something that's given him variance with a breaking ball, and his changeup has improved. So when your secondary improves and your velocity doesn't drop, uh, there's a good chance that you're going to do well, and we think Kyle's going to have a good season.
0: Was that your main focus when you were working with him in the offseason, the variance between, you know, fastball, cutter, slider, and – and change up curveball? Yeah, you know, uh, several
2: of our pitchers, I mean, have powerful fastballs, uh, have good sliders, and, and they've all come in, you know, even three, four years ago with, you know, an average change up and, and not much, uh, of a breaking ball. And we've done a lot of work with the exception of Marquez, who was, who came in with the plus curveball and we added a slider and his and have improved his change up but with Kyle you know it was variance it was you know everything can't be grouped between 85 and 94 and we we you know he did a good job you know and and really if you talk to him the way that he found this curveball grip was just simply in his in his uh throwing program throwing with uh, Jeff Hoffman and and kind of went back to a, a spike grip that he's used in the past, and it's really helped him take some of the velocity away for for his curveball. And, you know, a four-pitch mix anytime, Drew, if all four are, are better than average, is a lot better than a two- or three-pitch mix if you're a major league starter.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting for me is we can talk all, all we want about, you know, this is a plus and that's a plus, but you still have to command it, and that has been – for me, what's been most impressive about Kyle's outings, he really has commanded four pitches. It's not just okay, you know. Tony flashed a slider, now I got to throw a slider. I mean, he, he's putting the baseball more often than not where he wants to. It seems like.
2: Yeah, he has been. His command's been great, as the other guys, Sensatella, and some of the other guys, likewise. You know, I think that uh, a shortened season, a sprint, the focus is heightened, the intensity's heightened. You know, that's just. Every pitch matters, not that it doesn't in 162, but it's more like a 10K and not a marathon, Drew. And, you know, um so I, I feel like the, the command part of it, so much of it, you know, when you're a pitcher in Colorado is, is being fearless, is, is throwing the ball over the plate, uh, knowing that if, uh, if you locate well, that, that most of the time you're gonna get good results and, you know, last night Johnny had a tough one and if you look at at this game, if you look at his command, it wasn't that poor. Just a lot of balls fell, a lot of balls found holes and but but most of the time if you locate well you get good results.
0: Do you have any uh idea and I know John's been a little frustrated by it and I would agree with you, there were some front foot guys uh you know who kind of flicked the bat and they were fooled and, and well located breaking pitches that, that they were able to find empty grass, which does happen Uh, In baseball, it happens more, of course, feel we understand. But he hasn't been able to go get 96, 97 when he wants to. Is that a product of, you know, the the fact that you guys have been off for a long time? Or do you see something else potentially? haven't seen anything. Um, His first three games, his his average velocity was 94, which is
2: about, you know, pretty normal for him. Uh, There hasn't been an uptick where you're seeing the 96, 97, 98. But, you know... um, we all get older, we don't get younger, Drew, and and generally as we age our our uh, velocity doesn't stay the same over a long period of time. And some years uh are better than others when it comes to velocity. I and mean, if you look at John's average velocity 2 years ago, I think it was 92.9 on average. Um and last year it was 93 or 94 and this year the average has been 94. So that's more of what I'm concerned about. Not that he can still touch 98. Uh, it's that if you can command 94 and use your other three pitches and keep guys off balance, you're going to have good results.
0: Yeah. Brian Castellani certainly had a wonderful debut. Uh, look in your crystal ball. Interesting arm slot. Uh, you know, looks like he has a, an above-average fastball. He has the ball moving both ways. He, he runs the fastball, and, and, and he had a late slider. Uh, wh- what can he be? Uh, he could be really good. I mean, he could be a, a, a quality
2: starting pitcher in the big leagues. I mean, if the stuff is there, um, the right mindset is there. Uh, he did a lot of work with Doug Chadwick, our mental skills guy, and uh, has really made some strides over the last month and a half since we uh, started summer camp 2 He's been a bright light. He's been focused. he's been commanding the baseball. Uh, he's a young pitcher. He's going to have you know some hiccups along the way because he is young. Uh, but right now, uh, we certainly like what we see with his commanding uh, you know above average movement of a of a good fastball with the slider curveball and change up mix.
0: you know whenever you look at a bullpen, most bullpens are always a fluid situation for whatever reason. it seems like with the exception of the great ones, it's you know one good year, one so-so year, one good year, one so-so year. I know that's kind of been a cliche with uh, with bullpens through the years. What gave you confidence that this group, uh, relying on some you know less experienced guys, could really step forward? Well, I tell you, um, after seventeen
2: and eighteen, having the stage leader here, which is incredible, with Greg Holland and then Wade Davis, and then last year. Uh, having a down year from a standpoint of pitching, both starting and relieving. I mean, we had a tough year. The ball was flying, a lot of home runs. A lot of things happened throughout the season. But uh, the the addition of Kinley and Bard, uh, veteran, big arm guys, incredible stories, both of them, uh, just tremendous people. On top of being great pitchers, tremendous people. So when you add that to a chemistry of a bullpen – uh, to where you have guys like, uh, Estevez and Diaz, you know, that, that have been in the heat of the battle, have pitched at the back end of games and you add other big arms to that. Uh, and Jeff Hoffman's pitched some huge innings out of the bullpen and has done very well. So, uh, we feel, we feel very good about our bullpen. We think that, uh, they can keep us in games and finish games and, and have the mental toughness to overcome setbacks because, you know, uh, that happens you you know you're you're a unit you're a platoon you're a satellite group from the rest of the group and you know the compass that you run on down here in the bullpen is is critical to your team's success and we feel like we have the right chemistry along with the stuff and yeah it is a hot and cold thing where one year you may have a, a bad one uh, and the next a good one but uh just like with starting pitchers you know it it's it's a, like buddy always says every year's a new year
0: yeah, you know, we, we see Hyro and we've seen him for a couple of years, and, and you know, your heart goes out to him, the tragedy of losing his wife a few years ago. But even uh, as good as he's been this year, and he's dealt with some traffic, you look at, the, uh, at his demeanor, and I know nobody looks more closely than, than you and Buddy from, you know, 80 feet away in the top step of that dugout. He is always unfazed. How much is that in his DNA? And how much of that do you think is his recent life experience? I think it's a mixture of both, Drew. I think that uh, in life,
2: there's no strength uh, to who we are without struggle in our life. And struggle in our lives, whatever that is, uh, can be uh, a great opportunity for growth emotionally, uh, spiritually, physically. I mean, it just uh, struggles push us. Or they send us the other direction, and that's a part of living as well. And I see uh, Jairo, who's been through a lot of tragedy and a lot of very tough moments, all grouped together, and he used it uh, as an opportunity in his life to take what uh, his God-given ability to throw a baseball very hard and spin it, and, and has really developed an incredible sense of just staying calm, and so much of pitching. Hit the ground ball that she worked so hard to get and executed a pitch, and, and maybe it, the, the play doesn't get made, or a ball falls in one of our big gaps, or a ball leaves the field in left field. It's a line drive, and you're like, "How did that go out?" It's a part of pitching, and uh, that calm demeanor serves a pitcher so well, and it's so hard to get. And we, we're we're blessed that we have a group of guys that we feel like can can handle the adversity of pitching in a in a hitter friendly place, but also just at the big league level. And and Hyro's done a great job, and we think he's going to settle into his role as a closer very nicely.
0: Steve, how often do you, do you mention? where you play in the lead-up to the season, during the season, or is that just, hey, we know where we play. We know it's difficult. We know the challenges that pitchers have here that that other places do not. Uh, Do you embrace it? Do you mention it? Or is it just, hey, this is what it is, and we're not ever going to talk about it? We talk about it early. We talk about it prior to the season starting. We don't deny the reality.
2: We uh, face it head-on. Our mantra, as you know, is that altitude does matter. But our attitude matters more, and our attitude being our mindset that's on display for others to see. And it's it's such a critical piece, and it's hard, and it's difficult because things happen. But denying the reality um, doesn't serve anyone well, uh, including in baseball, and where you play does matter. But it doesn't matter as much as your mindset. And you can overcome it, and the other guy's got to deal with it, too. We don't talk about it during the season. We talk about it prior, and then we roll. And that's kind of what we're trying to do right now.
0: Hey, a a couple other quick ones. Uh, Your job and and your guy that, that, you know, pitched at the highest level and – you know, you were a decorated pitcher coming up. Um, th- they didn't have Rapsodo machines and trackmen because you and I are around the same age, dude. So I know that wasn't around. <laughs> how, how much has it changed your job in evaluation? How much has it helped in evaluation and getting guys better? Well, you know, Buddy and I both got certified
2: in Rapsodo, but we lean on Jeff Nelson and, and Steve Merriman a great deal because they uh, not only are very versed in it and, and – fully understand how to use all the different numbers to help us develop pitches. I mean, when you look at, at uh, Cinzatella's breaking pitches, when you look at Cal Freeland's breaking ball, when you look at Marquez's change-up and John's change-up, and you see the advances that they made, some of it has come with the help of that technology. And just seeing uh, visually what their pitches are doing, but also having the data to support it. I mean, you can imagine – uh, like anything else in life, if you have something scientifically that supports what your eyes see, it adds to the confidence level of being able to do it. And so the RepSoto and the TrackMan, the Vest and all the other new uh, tools that are out there for pitching people, as well as hitting guys, um, they, they're definitely uh, just part of the uh, puzzle. Uh, of helping the athlete be the best they can be, and, and, and we have embraced some of this new technology, but we 've also added some guys that really fully understand it and can help
0: us all hey real quick who 's spin rate fastball wise forcing fastball What are the top spin rates uh, within the Rockies?
2: Well, for sure, Jeff Hoffman has a, has a, a top spin rate, as does Phil Bill and Joe Harvey. So okay. when you identify high spin rate, you know you're getting high uh, swing and miss, and you know you can pitch at the top of the zone. Uh, the vertical break and the spin rate generally match up, and when you get a high, when you get high spin rate and you get high vertical break, you know this guy. His ball is what, like, even if you sit at 88 to 91 like Phil Bill, it comes in harder and has a jump to it because of the spin rate. So the hitter doesn't see 89. He sees a 93 or 94 with a jump to it. So that's why he can pitch at the top. It doesn't that vertical break doesn't come down as much. The ball stays true and has a jump. So that that's what uh, we've learned through using the TrackMan.
0: Going back, Sid Fernandez certainly had that back with the Mets, and Chris Young, the big six ten right-hander. Yes. They, yes, they were eighty eight mile an hour guys, but they got swing and miss at the top of the zone. Uh, it seems like going back to that. It seems like Senza and, and even the curveball now with Kyle Freeland, their spin rate, their ability to spin it. Especially for Senza, it has to have improved quite a bit. It has improved vastly.
2: And, again, using the tool, him seeing it as and seeing the shape of it uh, with the, with, uh, the Rapsodo, I mean, it shows you the shape of the pitch. It gives you the spin rate. When you see it, when you throw it, and then you repeat it, you go, hey, I got something. You know, it just yeah. adds to the confidence. It's a great thing.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey Steve, real quick. When you go out to the mound, I'm sure fans are always fascinated about this. So what does the pitching coach say most of the time? Is it mechanical? Is it, hey, let's, it's like calling a 20 second timeout in hoops. Let me slow the game down. What's a typical conversation? I know it changes, you know, depending on the situation, but what's pretty typical for you? Um, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a, a real live
2: uh, talk of what it may sound like. Hey, John. You're throwing great, man. They they dropped a couple in here. Keep working. Keep stay in the game. Stay locked in. Stay focused. Keep executing pitches. Tony, what do you got here? And start this guy. Hey, let's start him with the slider. That sounds great, John. Locate this pitch down in a way. Get ahead. Get your ground ball and stay in this game. Stay focused. So, what goes on there is a quick snippet of encouragement, engagement, staying engaged, uh, being being an encourager, and then equipping with something small, not
0: overdoing it. And that's typically what a visit may sound like. Shoot, you got me fired up, except I don't have a good enough slider. So that ain't going to work. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, Steve, I appreciate it, man. Continued success with your whole group. It's been a blast to watch. Thanks, Drew. We hope to.
3: That was Steve Foster, your Ideal Home Loans Interview of the Week. I love the conversation about conversations, conversations, um, that pitching coaches have with the catcher and the pitchers, because we all kind of want to know what's happening out there. And but Steve Foster, he is so positive. He like you want him to be your life coach, right? Yeah, I, I
0: think I think a big part of and you heard him. Steve was great there. I mean, it fired me up, right? Um, I, I think when you're a a coach, especially at, at this level, but really at any level, you want to be uplifting. You want to be part psychologist mm-hmm. i mean you can't just go through you know six mechanical things in the middle of a ball game right mm-hmm. so he he is all right man you're doing great let's execute a pitch here get a ground ball get out of this inning and i i i think it really suits his personality you know steve and, and steve's upbeat and he's and he's great to be around he's fun to be around and he is one of those guys that that raises your spirit
3: yeah that's a tough gig, being the pitching coach for the Colorado Rockies.
0: You're telling me, right? I mean, that's th- that's the thankless gig.
3: That's the thankless gig. And they, I think you guys t- talk about, like, you have to address it. You know, you don't just pretend that you don't pitch in Colorado.
0: I could have been the pitching coach back when you used to work in San Diego and Petco first opened and, you know, Mark McGuire couldn't have hit it out, right? <laughs> yeah. And if I'm the pitching coach, I'm like, go out to the mound. Hey, listen, dude. Let him hit it as let them hit it as far as they
3: can. It's, it's not even <laughs> gonna reach
0: the warning track. Go get him, man. Just throw it right down the middle.
3: Yeah. It can't hurt you. Steve Foster earns every single cent. He
0: absolutely earns his money. And um it it's a it's a tough gig, as we said, to be the pitching coach in Colorado. And they're pitching, man. They're dealing, and he's got them going. A uh, big credit to him and his entire uh staff. Hey, did you catch this? Cleveland had to send home two fifths of their starting rotation, which is off to a, their rotation's off to a fabulous start. They're striking everybody out. Really good. Zach Plesak was sent home because he went out in Chicago. They, they had a car service drive him back to Cleveland.
3: So he went out, out, like he out went on out, the town.
0: out on the town. Uh-huh. Come to find out, one of his partners in crime was fellow starter Mike Clevenger. Now he flew back, but they found out that Clevenger was out with Plea so they've suspended him also from the team and quarantined them. But they're they're pissed as they should be. Yeah. And those two both have been on the record before the season started and as it was beginning, saying, Hey, you know, this is all about team. Don't be selfish. You can get after it for two months and, and do what you have to do. And you know, they said all the right things. Yeah. And that and, and Cleveland's off to a good start.
3: And they just threw they screwed up. Yeah, that's dumb. They're dumb, right? Like if you can't, if if you can't not go out for two months and knowing what we saw at the start of the season, how scary drew. I know we talked almost every day about, oh my God, is this the day that they're going to shut down Major League Baseball? If going out and getting a beer is that important, do it the rest of the season, right? Like that's, that's almost you a beer delivered
0: to your room. I know nobody wants to sit in your room. I know no, we're all I tired want- of being inside. But you, you have to sacrifice to play baseball. And you have to sacrifice for each other and for each other's families. And that was, that was bad. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was poor. And I, I also feel really bad for Dan Plesak, who pitched forever in the big leagues. Wonderful guy. I've worked with him a couple times at MLB Network. That's his kid, Zach Plesak. So now he has to go on national television and say, yeah, my kid screwed up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, privately, I'm calling them up and saying, you've now embarrassed yourself and you have forced me into a very difficult situation. You've embarrassed your family name. I mean, it's, uh, not good. And there's one other bit of news, Julie. Yeah. I don't know if you caught this the other day, Julie. Houston, one of the most reviled teams in sports You mean dislike of, team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because of, oh, thank you, mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> of what occurred in 17 and 18 right. with the banging on the drum and right. et cetera. They get into it with Oakland. It was precipitated by Alex Cintron, former big leaguer, who's the hitting coach for the Houston Astros, who said something to Loriano for Oakland. He ends up getting suspended for 20 games. 20 games is a third <laughs> of the season.
3: Wow. You know what I really hope? I really hope we pick up where we left off next season with the Astros. They they did not get obviously other teams. You want are, them
0: spanked harder. I want
3: them spanked harder, and I want and I want the crowds to be able to spank them, right? Like they they're getting away with it this year. I'm hoping that we all have a long memory, don't you?
0: Um, they they definitely deserve to hear it from the fans. Yeah, and I'm sure they hope that it's forgotten down the road, but something tells me it will not be. No.
3: Like the t-shirt that I'm wearing right now, it will not be forgotten <laughs> down the road. don't be mad, be proud. I don't have a t-shirt a national t-shirt you do
0: yeah I don't see my name on there
3: <laughs> <laughs> drew um we'll see you next week.
0: you've been a wonderful host wearing that t-shirt. <laughs> we'll see you all next week and uh, hopefully the Rockies stay on this roll..
1: Rockies fans, hit your morning out of the park with Boyer's Coffee. Proud partner of the Colorado Rockies.
0: Boyer's Coffee has been roasted at altitude in Denver for over 50 years and is delivered fresh to your local grocery store each week. Cheers to the home team. Play
2: ball.